Lawmakers heading back to Springfield, capital city, just a stone's throw away from where we're at now. They're going to be here Tuesday and Wednesday. It's possible that uh, they could take up a uh, energy package that Governor J.B. Pritzker is proposing. It's the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop at 738, joined in studio by Republican State Representative Mike Murphy. Representative, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me in today. I appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we will talk about the energy proposal here in a moment. Mm-hmm. But, of course, today is Phase 5 yeah. of the COVID-19 reopening plan. Um, when all this started, uh, gosh, 15 months ago, mm-hmm. you were one of the first phone calls I made just trying to get a sense of what's going on. Uh, and everybody seemed to really be cautious moving forward. You know, it's a new virus. We're not sure what's what's happening, uh, how it's impacting people, how it's spreading. Uh, so there's a lot of caution. Reflecting back 15 months later, um, where did we fail? Where could we have done better? Uh, just lay it out there for us. Here we are 15 months later. Well, you know, it's it's always easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, but, you know, I had some concerns all along uh, on some of the things we were doing. Uh, I, when the first federal package came out, you know, I, I called uh, Congressman Davis and, and Congressman LaHood and told them, boy, I, I got some concerns about this uh, uh, $600 a week extra in payments. I understand the need uh, to supplement some because we were going through a, a critical time. But And, you know, those, those fears came out. You know, here we are 15 months later later we're we're opening up and we can't find people to work right. um, so you know those things and you know the the first the first cares package was was concerning on uh, to ensure that the right people got the money I think there were some uh, uh, players in there who took advantage of the situation you know I, we've all heard the stories about uh, luxury car dealers yeah, getting it and, and yeah. law firms and right. insurance uh, you know uh, people who really were not affected by the the, the shutdown down and then there's other people the 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 main street real um retail operations and, and you know the industry i was really concerned about is still suffering is the hospitality industry mm-hmm. uh you know restaurants fortunately are bouncing back a little bit and doing better. those that stayed open yes right i mean right, i think right. it's like we, one we, in well, five yeah, one we, in five we lost some for forever and uh but um you know there's still parts of the industry that's really really struggling you know the hotels and the uh convention and, and sites and stuff like that. And something else, too, that I don't know if has been brought up enough, uh, the, the landlords out there, oh. the, the rental property owners, you know, they've, I, I, they've gone more than a year without getting rent. Right. And I, I'm really worried about the domino effect of that. You know, I was listening to a story the other the other day about the um, uh, Concerned about homelessness might increase once that eviction moratorium is lifted because we got people out there. There's no way they're going to be able to pay the amount of rent that they've they've owned. That's why I was asking for several uh, months ago. I asked the governor to consider a model more like California. That's something I never thought would come out of my mouth was to consider a model of California. But you know they had a set up where you had to pay partial rent and it was based the sliding on your uh, your income. Where in Illinois. I I was asking for a, a cap all along, and I didn't realize it was going to be a hundred thousand dollars. I was expecting a little bit lower cap than that because I've even heard stories about you know people who've been fully employed the yep. entire time not paying their rent, and you know these landlords are going to suffer from it. Uh, the bankers who hold mortgages on these on these properties they don't want to they don't want to be in the the rental business, and so it's going to be a big domino effect once this uh, moratorium is lifted. So I'm concerned about that, and so yeah, there's there's some things. 
things that, once again, it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback, but there's also some of these issues we raised when these programs were initially put into place. Well, you and the Republican minority have been raising concerns for eight plus months or so ever since last summer uh wanting to have some kind of hearings even virtual hearings you guys weren't going to be taking any action Mm -hmm. but you had the restore illinois collaborative commission last year uh and i followed that closely representative uh because i knew that it was uh, something that was created to to help coordinate and and get some oversight of of some kind, but it really didn't provide that, did it? No, I, I was very disappointed in that. Uh, when it first came out, I was very honored to be part part of it. I was I was one of the four members from the Republican Party uh, who, who was on that commission. However, it didn't. Uh, we didn't do anything. Uh, we we met. We 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 heard testimony, but we we no plan of action was ever taken. I I stood on the floor uh, a couple weeks ago and said that we don't need that again because we didn't do anything. The only thing, the only time the governor reached out to us was uh, he wanted to know if, what we thought about having trick or treat for for the kids for Halloween, and you know that that's just atrocious. All the things that took place that we should have been given input on you know I, I raised the question about some of the leases in the hospitals you know we have a, a situation in Elgin somebody bought a hospital for a million dollars which is fine you know the state leased it for four million dollars and put 20 million dollars in renovations in it and guess what never used one bed now here's a gentleman who bought a property for a million dollars Ended up getting four times that amount in just rent, and then twenty million dollars in renovations. So he's sitting pretty now. And also, by the way, this this gentleman's there's some uh, question on why we were doing business with him. He's a convicted felon, and you know normally he wouldn't have been able to do uh, do business with the state, but uh, rules were waived. You know these executive orders, and I, I question that. I, I really do. You know. Well, we have, highlights how there needs to be more oversight, we, we more investigation. Yeah, that was my point on the floor. You know, why did, wasn't the governor reaching out and asking us questions about his leases as opposed to uh, trick-or-treating? We're talking with State Representative Mike Murphy here live in studio with the WMAY Morning News Feed. I'm Greg Bishop. And Representative, I mean, just the, the we can go through the whole, you know, uh, bullet points of all of the different things that were impacted, education impacted, mm-hmm. I mean, the year of learning loss and how we uh, recoup from that, uh, the impacts on businesses and landlords we've touched on, uh, but just the general uh, idea of unilaterally controlling the economy, how do we address that, uh, especially with the, the Democratic majority in the state house and a Democrat in the uh, in the executive office? Yeah, I'm, I'm a co-sponsor of a, a legislation to limit the amount of uh, executive orders that can be used. You know, Greg, I've never was one who said that this wasn't a serious issue. You know, I, you look I, at the numbers and it, it obviously it was, was a, a was serious a, issue. It still needed, is something to be concerned still, with. But still, that doesn't mean one person should have been in control. We're... We're separate but equal branches of government, and we didn't act like that. I, I said if they ever write a history of the 101st General Assembly, the second year of it's going to be shameful. I think we were AWOL for over 224 days. Uh, we just were 70% not, of your session days were canceled in yeah, 2020. Yeah, we, we were just not engaged at all. And and that's not the way uh, it's set up. We should have been involved. We should have been uh, more uh, more engaged in, in providing input. That's why I thought the Restore Illinois Commission would have been uh, a good 
good tool to use. However, it wasn't utilized at all. State Representative Mike Murphy with us. Uh, let's talk about something else. Of course, we can, uh, as you said, analyze COVID-19 in the past 15 months for, for years to come. It will and, be. and we will be doing that. I, I absolutely uh, uh, recognize that that's going to be the case and it should be reviewed. Um, but let's talk about something else that's coming up pretty much in the immediate future. You guys are coming back. Uh, the Senate is going to be in on Tuesday. The House is coming in on Wednesday. Uh, the governor says an energy deals together. It's being put through the, uh, the, the process of the Legislative Reference Bureau. Um, and we've seen some indication of what it could be. A political blog has posted uh, an internal Pritzker memo outlining some of the specifics here. Uh, and let me just, you know, if you haven't seen this, I'll just give you the, the mm-hmm. high-level uh, points here. Uh, almost $700 million over five years in subsidies for nuclear power. Uh, closing coal fire by 2035. Mm-hmm. Closing uh, natural gas-fired power plants by 2040. $4,000 um, rebates for electric vehicle purchases to get a million vehicles on the road, I think, by 2030. And then there's some ethics provisions in there about you know disclosure of relationships with uh, energy companies mm-hmm. uh, and a variety of other things. But it's a lot of legislation in there, almost uh, 840 pages, another report indicates. E- yeah, I. The first I heard that the, there was something official was last night at the concert downtown uh, on the North Matchin Block. Uh, um, but I was talking to a, a lobbyist actually, and he came up and he said that they just got wind of it uh, within an hour or so. And uh, one of the things that's very problematic for me is the is how they're going to treat uh, city water, light, and power in Prairie State. You know, as you well know, I'm sure you've been telling your listeners that we have bonds that are, go out to 2040 on those uh, both those facilities. And what bothers me is when those facilities were were met, they met every federal and state guideline. So the promise, you know, that's that's a promise unkept as far as I'm concerned. Well, and they it, met that with millions of dollars of cost to the ratepayers sure, to buy the scrubbers sure. and the different technologies. Right. right. And we have we have the two of the cleanest uh, coal plants. And on top of that, I, I've been working hard to uh, get this carbon capturing program that Prairie Research Institute out of the University of Illinois wants to do at City Water, Light and Power. We got forty seven million dollars a while back, just a couple weeks ago, actually, from the Biden administration. Administration. And in this, uh, the budget, there's $8 million from the state. The state has a $20 million uh, uh obligation to, to come up with over five years. And so we were paying for the first two years. This carbon capturing program could be a game changer. It really is different than other carbon capturing programs. It's tried any place in the world. And it, the thing that I really like about it, it will make it economically feasible. It won't have to be subsidized like we do. seems like we're subsidizing every other piece of energy. I, I would love for us to, to look at this, to see if it does make economic sense, try the test like we're, we want to, and see if we we can uh, keep city water, light, and power open and, and cleanly. You know, coal is getting a really, really bad name when we really made it as great strides. Right now, the transportation industry is a, a greater harm on the environment than, than the coal plants. 
State Representative Mike Murphy with us on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, what about reliability questions? Uh, you held up uh, a chart last week. Uh, and you've got, Don't tell me you've got it now. <laughs> he does. You can hold that up for the camera if you'd like. Uh, but you uh, you had this chart. Uh, tell us about this. Yeah, well, this chart is very simple. And, and for those that aren't watching the video, yeah, just kind I, of explain I, I'm it. I'm going to explain it. Yeah, this, I, was, uh, I got this chart from... Um, uh, uh, energy group and it shows the January February generation by fuel use, and we're in the the uh, MISO group in Southern Illinois. That's where that's a, the grid we used. Almost seventy five percent. This whole blue area. I'll hold it up to the listeners. Uh, get it in the right. Yeah, I got there it right it there. Yeah. There we go. I see it. This the big blue area is coal for. And so in Southern Illinois, this is what we depended on in January, February, over six million kilowatt hours of coal. And the same graph, you can't see it. There were six hundred hours, six hundred hours of solar provided. So the reliability. So there's no doubt in my mind, Gray. We have a winter, and we have to shut down our coal plants. We're going to be buying energy from Indiana, Missouri, Kentucky, and it's probably going to be coal generated. And so we're going to lose our jobs. We're going to to have to pay more for it because we're importing it. And it just doesn't make sense that we don't have we don't have the power sources right now to do away with coal. What about the uh, now in Northern Illinois? Yeah. Northern Illinois, the, or, the the orange there is nuclear. And so, you know, you wonder why they're subsidizing nuclear in Northern Illinois. It's plain and simple. That's that's what they need to be able to have reliability. But they're not worried about our reliability. And that's, that's very disconcerting to me. Does that give the likes of Exelon that's under, you know, their subsidiaries under federal investigation, uh, does that give them a monopoly in the state? A, a, well, a near monopoly? Yeah, but I don't even think they have the capacity to take care of it. I don't think they... I don't think they can pivot and take care of uh, what we need down here to replace our coal. Uh, that's that, that's what I've been told. Greg, I'm not an expert on energy, but I, I talk to a lot of people who are, and they have these these concerns. And reliability is, is a, something we really need to take under consideration. And we're going to have to Well, what about the this. idea of uh, a million electric vehicles on the roads by 2030, uh, yeah. and you're getting rid of coal? Yeah, it, you know, I I don't know how that what that's exactly going to look like. I I know right now if you uh, if you recharge your uh, your your electric car in Central Illinois, you're recharging it with coal, and uh, so you got to have a way to be able to do that as well. And that's going to have a more demand on the grid. And uh, so I think we need to. I'm an all the above guy. I've never said I'm opposed to uh, to renewables. I'm not. Uh, matter of fact, I would I have some ideas on some good places for some solar. Um, uh, plants. I, I would love to see Pillsbury uh, Mill come down, and, and we use half of that at least for a, a solar farm there, and, and generate some uh, renewable energy there, where where it doesn't make sense to, for other uses of that land. Uh, my, I, I do have some issues with wind. I think that we we need to study how we're going to uh, take care of uh, the wind turbines once they. And get there to the end of their use. And so, um, yeah, uh, but once again, I'm all of the above guy, but let's be sensible about it. I, I want to turn the light on and it, something illuminates. We're talking uh, again with State Representative Mike Murphy. Greatly appreciate you taking the time in studio with us. And we'll talk again sooner than later because you guys are coming back to uh, session uh, on Wednesday with the Senate coming in on Tuesday. I'm going to leave you with one thing, Greg. Sure. Let's open up those state offices. 
Oh, that's right. IDES, not open yet, right? Yeah, we need to get these offices open. I was at a committee with uh, Secretary White in Chicago, and I thanked him for opening Secretary of State, and it made a big difference.